0: Lincoln Riley was talking some big defense on Saturday. And did USC get one or two silent commitments over the weekend? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, we are free and I so much appreciate your support. If you haven't become a free subscriber yet, why not? Click that button, it's real easy. And because I come at you five times a week so you don't miss an episode, don't forget to hit that notification bell. And if you like it, Hit that thumbs up. And to all of you who have already become a subscriber, what do I always say? So thank you very, very, very much. All right. So I'll get, look, on Sunday, I got, and I went and checked out the Elite 11, the LA Regional. It was at Warren High School in Downey. And I also got some recruiting information, uh, some nuggets. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that shortly so stay tuned really there's I got a lot to unpack here on this show uh, and it all basically started on Saturday um, you'll see held a practice media wasn't there um so yeah they practice without in without us around we speak to Lincoln Riley via zoom after practice on Sunday it's their day off Monday uh, they're back at it it's basically a, a weight room, lift session, film, uh, position group study, all that kind of good stuff. And then they get back on the practice field Tuesday afternoon, which I will be there as well. Um, But after Saturday's practice, uh, you know, we were anticipating a 1230 Zoom call with Lincoln Riley. Well, that got pushed back to about 130. um, And he, it was, obviously he was now behind schedule and we can, Likes to keep a very tight ship, but he at least he stuck around and he answered all of our questions. Uh, so that was, again, um, we stuck around and waited for him. So I, I guess he was uh, just showing some professional courtesy and in, in returning the favor, so to speak. But again, it was worth the wait uh, because he had a lot to say in the, uh, I would say, r- roughly 20, 20 minute session that we held with him. Uh, and, you know, with head coaches, with any coach, it's always best to take what they say uh, with a grain of salt. Uh, but there's also times when you should take what the coach says at his word. And I think Saturday might have been one of those one of those times. And uh, it's only because of the follow-up information I got after, which uh, supported pretty much everything he said on Saturday. It was really bizarre. Um, and, and I doubt my source is a plant. So, uh, again, it, everybody's on the same page. And it's also why uh, Lincoln Riley, because he knows how to communicate so well, while why he's such a great recruiter. Um, and I had that confirmed by Walker Lyon's mom. As I mentioned at the very top of the show, I was out at Elite 11. Well, I had a chance to meet the Walker Lyons' parents, uh, they were at the L.A. Regional. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, real quickly on Walker. He'll be spending his year-long mission in Norway. Uh, right now, he's actually in Arkansas preparing for that trip. And real quick uh, anecdote. I'll just keep saying real quick. Uh, Georgia may have had the last in-home visit with Walker. But, and this is going to support how Riley is such a great communicator and how he closes the deal. He Riley had the last conversation uh, with Walker, and that's basically what sold uh, the tight end to, uh, I don't know, Say I'll say flip and commit to USC. Uh, I, I know that George's heart was broken. Pick it for what it's worth. <clears throat> They were really looking forward to that young man. The reason why they were at Elite 11, Walker has a younger brother, Ryder, who's going to be competing for the starting quarterback position at Folsom in Sacramento. If you're not familiar, Folsom is one of the top programs in the state. Um, And he is going to be a sophomore in 2023. Really nice family and writers are good-looking prospect. So we'll see uh, if USC is looking at the younger Lions, at quarterback down the line. Let's get back to uh, what Lincoln said on Saturday. Uh, he was highlighting some of the players who stood out. Um, and, it was, again, it was right after practice, so I have a feeling these were the guys who had good days. But uh, he had big-time praise for Sia Wright uh, through the you know, we're through six practices now. Uh, And he said his improvement and some of the playmaking he had, the difference has been a substantial, has been as substantial as anybody on our roster through six practices. Uh, And Riley said, you typically don't talk about having a breakout player when, you know, he started what, 11 games last year or played in 11 games. Um, But that's what, you know, Wright has, I guess, shown as far as his development so far this spring. Now, remember, I pointed out, and I, I don't want to say I was hypercritical, but um, I pointed out that, you know, Sierra was struggling last year after starting what was it, five games, whatever it was, um, and it was apparent, obviously, because I think Riley is is noticing the difference in the spring. Uh, Sierra's gotten bigger, and he, he's I don't want to say he's been more dedicated, um, but whatever's taken place between the end of last year and this, going through the first six practices of spring, Riley noticed it. And uh, Riley probably also noticed the interception that Sierra had Saturday. Uh, another name that he brought up, young guy in the secondary, Christian Pierce, safety from, uh, big physical safety from Rancho Cucamonga. He, uh he's not afraid to meet somebody in the hole, as, as Lincoln told us. And during Saturday's practice, uh, he said Christian's a very physical player. Uh, and he, read, he, he talked about uh, when Christian met Darwin Barlow in the hole, one-on-one, heads up. And it was a complete standstill. It was a shot, and it was impressive. Uh, most freshman safeties that wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened the way Lincoln was describing it. It kind of caught everybody's attention. Like, okay, Riley was trying to say, I think we got something here with this young man. So keep you know keep in mind, you know Barlow is what a third year fourth year player now. He's not small either. Uh, he's very well put together and so physically more mature uh, than you would expect from someone like Christian Pierce at this stage, you know, being a freshman at USC. Um, And if you need any convincing of that, go watch Barlow's touchdown run against UCLA last year. He likes contact. He will lean into the guy. uh, And he likes to finish off the defender. So to have a complete standstill in the hole when those two met, it I guess it caught everybody's attention Saturday uh, at Saturday's practice. And as you know, um, we're not allowed to mention anybody who's wearing a yellow practice jersey or who's injured at practice. So uh, I did ask Lincoln Riley about Cortland Ford, uh, not about the injury per se, but I asked him, you know, is he getting what he wants out of the offensive line through six practices? Uh, because some guys have been absent. And you know, so Riley said that uh, Cortland Ford had an offseason um, procedure on his wrist. His hand, and that um, he's excited to get him back all the way eventually sometime this spring. It, excuse me. And then he went on to mention Michael Tarquin, Mason Murphy, and Elijah Page, the freshman, uh, have taken a bulk of the reps at tackle. He said that Jared Kingston, uh, he started spring limited, uh, but he's fully back now, and that Murphy is playing with a lot more confidence. I told you last week that Mason Murphy is being used strictly at right tackle so far this spring. I did find out that this year's X-Man for the offensive line, who can move to pretty much any position, save for center, is going to be Cooper Lovelace. Uh, By the way, really great guy. Personality-wise, love him. And uh, he's still really flexible. And then... Hey, I know a lot of fans have lost some confidence in Corey Foreman after, we'll call it, two underachieving seasons. Well, this is what Lincoln Riley had to say Saturday after practice. Um, And he basically said, this is what it's going to come down to, Foreman. It's staying healthy and staying involved on a daily basis. In other words, don't miss practice. Quote, what happens is you're starting to see him stack good days on top of each other. And the improvements and the consistency that have been fighting that he's been fighting for, and as a staff have been pushing him, uh, pushing him for it, those things are starting to happen. He has improved and is such a better player right now than he was 12 months ago. It's not even close. And the kid is really working hard, he's really taking some steps. I told you, he's humbled himself, he's working harder than probably anybody on the team. Well, Lincoln Riley. Those are his words. I said that, I don't know, weeks ago, months ago, last year. It's just taking him a little bit longer to get there. Uh, And, you know, when Riley said, I was thinking, all right, well, maybe this is just one of those, let's take it with a grain of salt moments. So I thought, um, because I heard from a different source afterwards, later, um, that Corey was actually mixing it up with the offensive line on Saturday. He was was throwing some extra stuff, some extra juice after the whistle, so to speak. Um, So, Like I said, following practice, you know, it's players who stood out that that Lincoln Riley was mentioning, spoke about. And Riley was asked about the defense specifically, uh, about his involvement. And he said, quote, a lot of times it comes down to just being able to spend more time with the players and coaches on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, remember last year he spent so much time in, involved with the entire program trying to, you know, fix every little thing, 600 pages worth on his iPad, uh, complete overhaul. Well, he rode Caleb Williams as, as much as he could last year. So now with all of that dust settled and, uh, you know, kind of everybody's got their feet on themselves. Um, he, he, he can now devote his time to specific areas and players. And right now, obviously, working with the defense is a major emphasis this spring. Quote, you can have a perfect scheme, perfect technique, perfect fundamentals, all of that. If the mentality is not where it needs to be for every individual out there, the product's not going to look the way it needs to. I'm excited about the edge that we're competing with right now. End quote all right i'm going to talk more about that about that mentality that he's referring to and what that really means in the next segment but first the built march madness bracket is here we know you have your favorite bar or puff and now is your time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites you know look i'm going to be voting for my double chocolate bar puff because I'm a huge chocolate freak. And if you want your team to win, then you're going to be supporting that bar too. Your team, if you're watching Locked On USC, your team is USC, even though they're not in the final four. So go support your bar puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built, not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, these things are freaking delicious. You're not even going to think they're good for you. They're high in protein, they're low in sugar, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to the built builtmarchmadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in, support your pick. All right, look, the film doesn't lie. It was players out of position, both in execution and players were out of, they're also playing out of position, kind of out of necessity. With that, that's still how close USC came to making the playoffs last year. Like I said, they rode Caleb Williams as much as they could. Lincoln Riley put all of his eggs into that basket. He went with his strength while he was trying to fix a big, you know, the, the overhaul the entire program at USC. Well, I have been told that unless... Bad things happen injury-wise. USC is going to make the, play, the the playoffs this year, in 2023. Because, again, the defense is playing with an edge this spring. And it's not just Corey Foreman on defense making noise. Uh, last week, uh, the end of the week, someone told me that uh, Solo is having a really good spring camp. And he's in, he's been putting guys on their butts put a, to put it bluntly. Uh, and not just backups. We're talking starters, potential starters. And a completely different source than the person who told me that uh, kind of said the same, back that up. So two different people, um, this person said, He has one of the strongest bull rushes I've ever gone against. Really, really strong at the point of impact. He said, watch Solo when he engages uh, the player in front of him. Because once he gets that crown of the helmet locked in, um, you're going to feel it and you're going to go backwards. And if anybody knows what Solomon Tuliapupu has been through, then that should be music to your ears because it it was music to my ears. I loved hearing that when it was told to me. And the same person also told me that if new re, uh, newly arrived Anthony Lucas uh, just continues to do what he's told and continues to buy into the culture, um, he's going to be a huge difference maker for USC. So, again, USC defensively, they're playing with a similar type of edge that we saw from the offense last year. Does that have an impact because Lincoln Riley's paying more attention? I don't know. Maybe they're trying to impress the coach because they know he's he's paying more attention. That doesn't hurt. Uh, the O-line. Something else I found. Out. This is probably uh all the all the groups at USC position groups they're really tight, but the O-line group is probably the tightest. Um I, I was told they like to do everything together, everything, um, including go out to eat. I found out their favorite place to go. I'm going to check it out, and then I will give you uh, my review afterwards, but it has to do with tacos, and uh, I'm a huge taco fan, so we'll find out. Never heard of this place, but I'm told it's uh, it's the ish. You could add the tea on there. This is a family show. I can't cuss. Um, but really good. <clears throat> and this same group, they might be, uh, they might be the closest. There, uh, as I mentioned, there were some goal line situations going on uh, Saturday. Defense was trying to impress. Offensive lines, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let themselves get bullied. Uh, there were some goal line situations on Saturday. The defense was trying to impress, show some toughness. It led to some shoving, some pushing. Probably uh, why practice lasted a little bit longer than it should have. You know, had to have some talking to, do some ups and downs. Um, And, you know, I'm okay with that. This team needs that edge that has Riley so excited that talked about in the previous segment. I'm okay with the defense maybe pushing an offensive lineman's face into the ground. They're wearing helmets. They'll be okay. Um, but I am. I also anticipate, and it happened. Offensive linemen getting back up and pushing back, and you know, stuff happens when you're playing football. But these same guys, when they're pushing and shoving and swinging and cussing after practice, you know what we don't see, what you don't see, that I'll remind you of, because I'm reminded of it these guys go out, they break bread together. They're sitting in the hot tub, cold tubs together, laughing about what happened at practice. So that's part of the bonding process. And if the offensive line uh, is going to help make the defensive line better by um, working together in the goal line situations and roughing it up, hey, by hook or crook, defense is going to get better in 2023. Now, uh I was told also keep an eye on Carson Tabarachi. he's one player who uh I guess stood out during the goal line situation. very physical is what I was told. and it might shed a clue as to why Malcolm Epps jumped into the transfer portal last week. It was also unexpected um uh, caught a few guys by surprise. It wasn't like. He had told some of his friends, hey, I'm out of here. No one knew. It just happened. Look, at this point, guys are going to leave for two reasons. And I wrote about it on WeRSC.com. So when you're done making Locked On USC your first listen, go check it out. It was my Sunday takeaway. Uh, Players are being processed. And the players are, they know it. They're very upfront about it. They'll tell you off the record we see what's going on and more of that is going to happen by the end of spring and before that may uh transfer portal window opens up again the other reason why players are are leaving they're looking out for their own best interest you know and it's i get it, it but not at the expense of the team concept so uh, some guys are leaving because they need, they, they see themselves right now that as each man for themselves, if that's how the coach sees it, I'm going to look at it from, I have to watch my six as well. So. <clears throat> uh, I'm, look, I'm not saying that's what happened at the end of last season. And maybe it possibly led to a the breakdown in the cotton bowl. You had players kind of looking out, Hey, uh, am I doing what I need to be doing? Is it, or should I be doing what's best for the team? It's something to consider um, because while the culture is still 100,000% better uh, than before when Riley took over, uh, it's, it's still a work in progress. Um, you know, you have to make sure that you have as close to 100% uh, a roster full of selfless players as possible. And selfless is much different than selfish or self-interested players. So I'm gonna step real lightly here with this. Um, but I guess what I what I was told, and this I've heard this from a few people now, is when things started to go south uh in the bowl game, certain players I guess had a they had a tough time finding their sense of urgency because again, it was it was the Cotton Bowl. They were playing against a Tulane, and it really had no bearing on the big picture in their mind at the time. So. It's all about accountability to yourself, to the team. And um, by the way, speaking of accountability, that accountability list that the team has that Lincoln Riley and his staff keep—it's real. <laughs> You don't want to hear your name called uh, when when that list comes out, uh, because everyone's going to find out what you're screwing up at. Trust me, I was told you don't want to be on that on the accountability list, or I guess you should call it the non accountability list. Because if you're screwing up, that means the whole team is going to pay for it. You don't want to be responsible for that. All right. Talk a little FanDuel here. Hey, we're in the final four. All that's been decided. So the tournament, it's heated up. It's cooking. Now is the perfect time for you to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. It's going to give you the opportunity to bet on, you know, everything from the money line to who's make who who scored the most points, who made the most three pointers. If you're a parlay, if you love to put together a parlay, FanDuel is the place to go. It gives you a chance at a bigger payout with that same game parlay bet. So, don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's Fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I mentioned at the very top of the show to stick around. I hope you did. I was at Elite 11 on Sunday. and. During the time, on Sunday, Lincoln-Riley threw out the Trojan bat signal, the victory sign. see that over my right shoulder, left shoulder. Uh, but what you don't know is USC might have received more than one commitment over the weekend. Might have gotten two. And most think that uh, one of them is Deuce Robinson. Big wide receiver slash tight end from uh, Pinnacle High School, Arizona. He's scheduled to make his announcement on April Fool's Day. So, uh, just saying, timing. Another player who has been trending towards USC, big time, uh, four-star safety. Aaron Flowers. Could he he not be? Recruiting is going really well for USC uh, right now, both in class of 2023 and 2024. I was out at Elite 11. It's the LA Regional. It was at Warren High School, which is in Downey, suburb of Los Angeles. And uh, it gave me a chance to see some of the uh, up-and-comers class of 24, 25, and 26, and kind of make some of my own evaluations, just kind of get, you know, familiarize myself with name to face. As far as the uh, the top quarterbacks that were out there, uh, Julian Sane, I think, one top quarterback, to be expected. Uh, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying, if you know how these things work, uh, he's com- already committed to Alabama, He's class of twenty twenty four. Look, Julian's really good. He looks the part. And at some point, towards the end of the uh, of the elite eleven session, the staff that was out there they separated four quarterbacks. It was uh, they're all part of twenty twenty four. Damon Reitster, uh Julian Sain, St. John Bosco's Caleb Sanchez, and this is the guy who caught my eye. His name is Ryland Jesse. He plays, uh, he's quarterback at Helix High School, La Mesa, California, San Diego. Now you know, know that name, Helix. Ring a bell. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Like I said, that guy, he caught my eye. And I think he would be the perfect second quarterback for USC to bring in in 2024. Uh, again, name is Rylan Jesse. Go check out his... Uh, Go look him up on the internet. Check him out. He's 6'2", 6'3", 200 pounds. He moves really well. And he also has a really good throwing arm. Tons of upside. So he, this is a guy who you bring in to compete. You know, assuming Dylan Raiola is your top guy in 2024. And right now, his his offer sheet is Cal, San Diego State, Cal Poly, Nevada. It's going to grow this season, so keep an eye on that name, Ryland Jesse. Others out there who caught my attention, uh, and again, these are down the line guys, despite being 2026, uh, Brady Schmeigel from Newberry Park. Remember, he was on SC's campus last week. I mentioned that. Modern day's Elijah Brown was out there competing. Uh, USC has some interest, but I really don't get the vibe that uh, they USC is going to be going after Elijah too hard. Uh, I think Stanford, UCLA, Arizona State. uh, Stanford, I think, is where he's going to end up. He also said that uh, Ohio State is starting to show him some interest, though. So, who knows? We'll see. Another player passes the eyeball test. Oh, Orange Lutheran. Oh, lose. TJ Latif. He's a class of 2025. Six foot two, 200 pounds. Uh, Miami and Georgia are... Looking at him right now, at least they tend to be the warm players as far as his recruiting is is concerned. You might recognize the name Isaac Wilson, Zach's younger brother. He plays at uh, Corner Canyon, Jackson Dart. You remember him, Trojan fans. I, I don't think there's a regional in Utah or Las Vegas this year, so he was out in L.A. Looks good. I remember seeing him a couple of years ago as a freshman uh, out there at the uh, battle event that they have, or was it the pylon event that they have uh, every spring uh, in, in Utah. Also wide receiver. Um, so before I get to wide receiver, a lot of quarterback talent coming up in 2025 and 26. So that's what USC fans should be looking forward to as far as wide receivers. Um, Ryan Pelham, Millican High School. He was out there catching passes. He's visited USC a few times in the past few months. Most recently, uh, beginning of March. And uh, he'll be back at USC. Who else? Um, Basically, his connection at USC is with inside receivers coach Luke Heward. And he said they're building a good relationship with me. Pelham is not a huge social media, or, or he doesn't really like to do the, the whole recruiting stuff. So, whatever information you get, take it and cherish it. You can find some of it over at weRSC. Scott Schrader spoke with him, and uh, a little bit more in depth. Again, not he's not a big talker. Uh, other pro, he's got other visits coming up: Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, LSU. I'll tell you who caught my eye. This is, uh, his name is Stacy Dobbins. He plays at Chaparral High School in Temecula. Junior. Stands about 5'8", 5'9", 180, 175 pounds. I'm not exaggerating. This dude did not drop one pass when I was watching. Um, he's going to kill it in the slot. That would be the perfect position for him in, in Lincoln-Riley's offense. Really well put together. Uh, I'd use him at running back like Rayleigh Brown. He reminds me of Rayleigh Brown. <clears throat> I really like this guy. Uh, check him out. His name is Stacy Dobbins. So, again, when you're out there looking at for a highlight film, Chaparral High School, Temecula. It's in the Inland Empire. Uh, Stacy Robbins. Stacy Dobbins, excuse me. Really good-looking young player. So, look, we're going to see which guys USC starts to show interest in starting in uh, with their 25, 26 going forward. They're focused on 24. A lot of talent out there in California coming forward, looking ahead, going forward. And as I start to learn more uh, names and faces, I'll talk about it. So, again, looks like USC's recruiting, picking up. And spring camp, starting to pick up as far as the energy level. Lincoln Riley's excited. The defense is starting to flex up a little bit. Offensive line starting to push back. That means it's getting physical, and that's what we want, right? All right, look, USC, locked on USC. This episode's in the books. I went a little bit of overtime. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back with another episode because we come at you five times a week. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.